0: Welcome back to the Art of Charm podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Johnny. And we are a show dedicated to bringing you actual tips and strategies to supercharge your social skills and move beyond boring small talk to surround yourself with awesome humans and grow your social capital.
1: To crush it in business, love, and life. This week is going to be slightly
0: different than most episodes of the show. And if you live in the United States of America, you could not avoid what happened in the last week. And Johnny and I took some time to really sit down and think about what are our values that we want to share with you on the show and what are some action items that we could really do to impact change with everything going on in the world. So today we're going to be digging into our values and how they relate to current issues that we're facing. And then we're going to talk about five things that we think everyone should be doing to become more informed and to take action. We also highly encourage you to listen to last week's episode with Jonah Berger, The Art of Persuasion, where we talk about how to practically change someone's mind. I know many of you have been having conversations, hoping to change someone's mind, hoping to get them to see a new perspective. And Jonah's book that we covered in last week's episode goes deep in exactly how to do that scientifically. And we know in current events right now, Many of us are not listening to Jonah, and we're not making persuasive arguments, and instead, we're causing more harm than good. So we want to start today just by talking about our values. And if you're a fan of this show, then you know one of the biggest values Johnny and I have is that we want to learn. We want to soak up the science. We want to understand human psychology better to make us better humans.
1: Yes, and with that, takes an opportunity to gather information. And it's important in order to find your way through times such as these, that you have facts, that you have information, and that you're gathering narratives from many different sources, because people are going to want you to believe certain things. Everybody has a side. Everyone has a worldview. And the more people that they bring into their worldview the more theirs becomes solidified in their mind. It's confirmation bias, and we'll get into biases in a bit. But the more people you have, the better you feel about your worldview and the more safe that you feel then in your surroundings. When you have people around you who don't share those views, it makes all of us uncomfortable. We use each other as sounding boards to feel safe. I mentioned this analogy a few weeks ago and I find it appropriate. It's sort of like a bat when it uses sonar to find its way through the cave. We send out signals in order to to find our way through our own world. We express ourselves. We use emotional bids. We use creativity in order to put our feelings out into the world. And when that is reciprocated, in a manner that is appreciative, of accepted, and encouraged, then that, that allows us to feel good. And when we give more out into that, we put more energy into those things. And the more reciprocation we get, the more attention, approval, and acceptance we get when we express ourselves, the safer we feel. And the safer we feel, the more our worldview that we've constructed for ourselves Allows us to feel safe and it gets it's it's solid. And then we use that worldview through our everyday life. But when we find times that we're unaccepted, when we find times where the signal that comes back is different than the one that we put out there, it causes us to reflect. And then from there we have to decide from the frequency that I'm getting back, do I change an idea? Or do I ignore that frequency because it it doesn't support the worldview that I have been using. And this system is what human beings use to build networks, to build societies, to build civilizations. And we have to understand how that works. And
0: there's no doubt that what happened to George Floyd is Incredibly tragic and wrong in so many ways. And the imagery that we see in unarmed black people being abused by police and even killed in these situations, of course, led me to question my own experiences with law enforcement and how they differ and the privilege that comes with being a white guy like myself. And for me, I wanted to first take a step back from everything that's going on around me and, and say, what can I learn? What have I been doing with my life to not be paying attention to this? And we now live in a society where all of this imagery is at our fingertips and it's being filmed more than ever. And when you see imagery like that, of course, it's going to shake you up to want to make change, but we have to learn what is going on. And that's an important first step. The second value is We recognize bias of all kind and admit that we have our own. And I think that's also been lost in this narrative right now. We talk a lot about cognitive bias in our bootcamp trainings, in our online programs, and in this show, and how these can lead us astray, many of them invisible. We're not even aware of them and how they've been imprinted on us. And what this last week has showed me is those biases of mine still need work. I still need to raise awareness to work through them. And that's part of being human.
1: I want to add to that, that a big part of the show, and if you tune in to my my morning show on on all of our social, one of the things that I talk about, and it seems to come up on a daily basis, is unplugging from social media, unplugging from Netflix, unplugging from from friends even, from influence that is imprinting a bias on you without your acknowledge. There are two rules to self-analysis that I state on this show, I've stated in the programs, and I stated on the morning show. The truth at any price, including the price of your life, and the, the second one, which is look at the things underneath your nose if you've never seen them before and proceed from there. This means that you should be questioning all of your thoughts, uh, every, uh, the consumption of, of food, of your entertainment, and make sure that you detach from it, look at it from a distance and question it. Because if you don't, the worldview that you have will be one that, was, that you have taken in without questioning. It was given to you sometimes you could even say that it was forced upon you and you had no acceptance or recollection that it has even happened
0: for myself and the past week and thinking about how i have been plugged into social media more than ever right now and how the world that i'm plugged into on social media differs from the world that johnny is plugged into some of our audience members may be plugged into And how self-reinforcing it is of those biases and questioning what is the positive impact of social media on my life and how have I let my biases get in the way of me making better decisions towards equality and towards justice in situations right now where for many of us, especially as white men, I've been fortunate to not have to think about these things. I don't live in a situation where this is top of mind for me. And I understand that I'm very fortunate in that way. But when you see imagery like this, when you see video like this, it cuts beyond all of that. It cuts beyond what side of the coin or what environment on social media that you're on. And we can't help but sit up and say change is necessary. Now, the third thing I want to talk about is we know that a black square on social media is not going to change anything. We also understood that in the past week, we're not experts on this matter. It's a topic that we don't discuss on the show regularly. We don't have the science to back it up. And if you know the show and you listen to our Toolbox episodes and how much we hold on to the science and the data, that's really what we spent the last week doing was taking that pause from social media company wide unplugging from the noise on social media and searching out the facts and the data and what is going on behind the scenes that is creating such systemic racism. That leads us to value number four, which is we're all human. And that means not perfect, but we are striving to be better. And that's a big reason why we started the show so long ago was to talk about ourselves becoming better socially, becoming better individuals and ultimately understanding ourselves better to show up and make a bigger impact. And we've been very fortunate and blessed with this platform that you, the audience, has given us to share that message of self-improvement and self-development. And part of that for me in this past week was learning about anti-racism and learning about how I, in my past, may have turned a blind eye to the racism that was going on around me. And in doing so, not knowingly realizing the impact that it's having on others, taking the time over the last week to really think about those actions in my own life and is that who I wanna be? And as I think about getting married and starting a family, is that how I wanna bring
1: children into the world? Because we're all coming from different places, we've all had different experiences, no human being is the same. We all have our schooling, we all have our experiences, and those all lead to to create a worldview that we maneuver through all we can do. And this is why the first amendment is so important is to be able to express ourselves in soundboard so that we continue to craft by and worldviews that allow us to not only be successful, but create a world around us that all of us can thrive in. And
0: that is number five. We recognize that everything has become political. And you have to fight to find alternative narratives in this environment currently. What that means, and we we had Eric Weinstein on the show to talk about this exact thing, about how difficult it is to make sense of the world around us when both narratives are being constantly thrust at us everywhere we go. And really, when you only have two narratives to choose from, you're not getting the whole story. No. And oftentimes, it's going to pit you against people that you care about, that you love, that are in your community realizing and taking the time of researching to find out, well, is there alternate narratives going on here? Is there another viewpoint? And that's something that Johnny and I have always sought. And our relationship, even though we don't share the exact same worldviews all the times, the exact same political leanings all the times, we've created enough trust in our relationship to have those difficult conversations to make sense of the world around us.
1: And I want to speak to that for a moment. I think if you're a longtime listener of this show, I think cuz you know because this is a politically charged environment i get messages that want to discuss that and i sometimes i do and sometimes i won't those are private conversations that i have with people but if you listen to this show you know where aj stands and you know where i stand and aj and i speak and and work together so closely that we understand And we discuss them and we have fun with it. And we can throw nods to each other, but we both appreciate each other being able to have those views. It's difficult for you to accept somebody else's worldview if it doesn't fit. It's almost like putting on a shirt. And because we're constantly growing, that shirt needs to change. Uh, It needs to to fit.
0: Yeah, and you you also have to be open to alternative narratives. And I think that's a big part of it. Many of us right now are seeing a circling of the wagons in our friend groups where we're immediately casting stones and throwing people out of the circle. If they're not taking enough action, if they're not speaking up and saying exactly what we want to hear. And I just want to caution everyone from that. I've learned so much from Johnny's worldview in the last 15 years of being friends. And I would hope vice versa. Absolutely, it's, enriched not only our lives, but our sense-making abilities to have these conversations. And I really would encourage you, if you're finding that there are people in your life right now that disagree with you, have that conversation longer. Don't avoid the conversation and don't cut them out of your life. I don't think that is going to be impactful, certainly in a time like this, where we need everyone to be working together and able to have a conversation together to impact the change that we're all looking for. at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need Indeed. Now, after talking to Johnny about these values and restating them to you guys, the audience, what Johnny and I value, we wanted to share five things that we're doing that we believe can make an impact. And we encourage you to listen along and follow along. And if you think that these could help you make an impact, join in on what Johnny and I are doing. And the first one that I wanna talk about that I, again, think is so important is talking to people, having those tough conversations. i reached out to friends, family, clients from all over the world, and I engaged in some difficult conversations knowing that I was, potentially going to be disagreeing with them. And I certainly was surprised, not only to find that some of my friends did agree with me and some of my friends had a different worldview and perspective on what was going on, but without talking to one another, digging our heels in and only looking to reinforce our narrative, well, we're going to struggle to make an impact, to actually change what's going on in the world. And if you believe there's injustice, if you believe that there is racial injustice and inequality going on, then you have to start talking to people to change their minds, to get them on your side, to make that change that you're looking for.
1: Yeah. And you have to do that through understanding a 360 view of what's going on. You cannot get a high resolution view of the idea from two political narratives. That is low resolution. That is not going to get you anywhere that's going to have you stuck looking at a problem that is unclear without all the pieces. And because of that, you will not be able to find your way out. So by gathering information, opening your mind to other ideas, and then also gathering more narratives, it allows you to get a high resolution picture view of what's going on.
0: And I was fortunate enough to talk to people overseas who were seeing it from their news sources and obviously talked to my friends back in the Midwest, talked to my friends here in Los Angeles as we were experiencing looting and rioting and protesting. And really, Johnny had a front row seat to a lot of what was going on on Hollywood Boulevard. Yes, And of course, in talking to everyone, different places in the world, different perspectives from where they're getting their news, and of course, different experiences, I feel a lot stronger about thinking through by having conversations. And for me, a conversation is not talking at someone. It's actually taking the time to listen to their stories, to their experiences where they felt that there was biases, there was racism, there was injustice. That was really important to me because I only know my story. And, and my experiences that I bring to the table. And I understand that because of my race, I've had vastly different experiences when it comes to interacting with law enforcement, when it comes to justice. And for me, if I only rest on my experiences, well, as Johnny says, it's a pretty low resolution view of what's going on in the world.
1: When I go live every morning, there is one thing that I say that I think that we all need to be saying, which is from my perspective, I do not mind read. I do not pretend to think that I know what other people are thinking or feeling. We've stated on the show a million times that I can't tell you how you feel and I can't tell you how you think. If you check out the Jonah book catalyst, the Jonah burger book catalyst, we now talk about where does those worldviews perspectives overlap. And with that common ground, How much do we have to work with as we've now linked up?
0: When you're having these conversations and you're encountering a counter viewpoint or a different narrative than your own, asking that person how on their journey did they reach that viewpoint? Why is that their perspective? And listening to that answer, I think so many of us, again, we have our own facts and reasons to back up our narrative, and we want to come into the conversation and all we want to do is tear down the other person's narrative or perspective, when in actuality, your understanding of their perspective will be greatly enhanced by taking the time to listen to them and ask them more questions instead of counter-arguing what they're saying or what they're feeling.
1: Can I just add to that, that when you go to dismantle their worldview, you're not putting them in a position that feel safe. And I've stated on this show plenty of times that when people don't feel safe, well, then they do desperate things to feel safe and they will do anything to put themselves back in a position where they, where they do. And so it's better to find the overlap in those perspectives and work from there. You found common ground. Rather than, oh, that's interesting. Let me rip apart your <laughs> the lens in which you use to view the world. That is terrifying for anybody to deal with. And I think this is why we're seeing things erupt to a point that makes us all nervous. Because when people feel that their worldview is coming to terms or being holes are being poked in it. Discounted, or dismissed. Discounted. Absolutely. You're going to get angry. And so that is not a place of that you want to work to persuade somebody or influence them or get them into your court.
0: Now, the second thing we recommend everyone do, and it's something that I spent the last week myself doing, is examining my own bias. And that includes what I consume online. And We've talked a lot about social media and we know how detrimental social media can be, especially in times like this, but not just social media, where you're getting your news, where you're getting your facts and data to back up these arguments that you're having with yourself and others and really being thoughtful about, well, where is this narrative and perspective coming from? And is it grounded in actual data and science and research, or is it grounded in emotions and stories and anecdotes. And for myself, in realizing that a lot of the news that I consume tended to come through social media and tended to have a slant to it, but I would simply read the headline and it would reinforce what I was thinking and feeling. And I felt like I was on firm ground, realizing that If all you're doing is reading tweets and all you're doing is reading headlines, you're not parsing the information, you're not seeking out the data, you can very quickly be led astray with what your thoughts and feelings and emotions and arguments are. And for me, this past week has been researching what is systemic racism? What is going on that maybe is happening below the surface that's imperceivable to me because of my race?
1: There are a lot of players on the board when it comes to the the mainstream cultural play that is going on right now. And I suggest that you do your research in every one of them. Do not if you want to get involved, do not leave a stone unturned. Get a full 360 high resolution view of the situation. And a lot of that comes from getting yourself into the best position. Because how are you supposed to Dig in and get the information and get the facts. If you haven't done the to work on yourself, that you are in a good place to be getting that information. And that leads to
0: the third item we recommend everyone do. And that's what Johnny and I have been doing is educating ourselves on these issues. And I was completely ignorant and blind to many of these issues because they didn't impact me personally. They were not something that I was focusing on in my own struggles through COVID and building a business and trying to grow as a person. And a lot of us are walking around uneducated on issues that matter to other people. And when an image or a video strikes you to sit up straight, to think about what is going on in the world around you, and are you impacting it in positive ways? Well, becoming educated is a very important step in that process. Now let's talk about the fourth action item and takeaway for Johnny and myself this week, which is donating our time and money. And we've identified five charities that we've donated to this week and will continue to donate to. And I encourage everyone, if if you're listening to this list, this is a great list that Johnny and I put together, but there are tons of other great lists out there and great causes. But donating time and money is much... more important than bumper stickers and platitudes and posts on social media.
1: We have picked these out because we like them. We have done our research. And if you want to to do the same, well, do your own research. Make sure that the charities and companies that you are going to fund, that you're going to use your dollar to support, share the same values as you do. That's really important. And all of these companies, in order to win your heart and mind, they put their values straight up on their website. It's very, this is no covert hidden operations. They are very forthright and who they are and what they intend on doing with the money. So, to start, two are big
0: ones that should be recognizable to everyone, especially our American listeners the ACLU and the NAACP both have extensive legal funds to help combat a lot of the inequality and injustice that we're seeing in real time here in our lives and experiencing. So we've been donating to those two this week and beyond. We also found Mutual Aid. And Mutual Aid is another organization that donates towards rebuilding businesses and other parts of Black communities where the protests have hit as well as the pandemic that we're all going through has hit. The fourth... Charity that we recommend is Embrace Race. They are impactful in the arts and technical programs for the less fortunate. And the fifth and final charity that really struck a chord with me and Johnny is the Equal Justice Initiative. And they are a legal fund that helps get people off of death row, certainly those who are disadvantaged who end up on death row. And there's a great movie that came out. Uh, around this exact story, Just Mercy, that I watched over the last week. Highly recommend you donate time and money, whether you're out there protesting or if you have the resources to donate to these charities. That is where the action is taking
1: place. And I just want to reiterate, if you find any of those charities not to your values or liking, there are hundreds. Find your own.
0: Well, we wanted to present five that we... We're donating to this yes. week and beyond. And the the fifth and final takeaway that I think is so important. And of course, November is coming up for us here in the United States, which is vote the change that you're looking for. And not just on the presidency. I know many of us are up in arms over what's going on and, and we're thinking very much about the president and that election. But these local races, these races to end up on these commissions, on city council to make the change in your neighborhood, well, you have to get educated and you actually have to show up and vote. When we sit back, when we avoid voting, the action that we're looking for does not happen. That change does not occur.
1: I can't agree more. And I will even, to be honest, you know, this is one of the things that AJ has harped on me about over the years, where... When I get dismissive about the big election, it, he's always there quick to let me know that's not where the change happens. You want to get involved on a local level. And I do have some people so, and friends of mine who are involved in Los Angeles on town councils here. I have a councilman that I have known for years, and it makes me feel good to have conversations with those people. People on a local level are very accessible. And so if you want to create change, if you want to talk to them, if you want to communicate about what's going on in your area, all you have to do show up is, is show up,
0: go to the meetings.
1: That's very important. Yelling at people on social media and, and shaming people on social media is not how change is created. You showing up and voting is where the change is created.
0: So there you have it we started the show with our values and how those have been influenced by the latest events in the world and the tragedy that happened in Minneapolis and the many tragedies that go on unnoticed and the injustice that happens in the United States around race relations and the criminal justice system. The last part that I want to leave everyone with is we are here to learn. Share your stories with us. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your causes. Yeah. Johnny and I love learning from you in the audience. So hit us up on social media at The Art of Charm on all the major platforms. You can also send us emails, questions at theartofcharm.com or head on over to theartofcharm.com slash questions to submit your questions for next week's show or any stories, any causes, any education that you've come across in the last week that's changed your opinion, that's opened your mind and worldview to what's going on around us. Johnny and I have been trying to soak up that information the last week. We've tried our best to avoid social media, so you probably haven't seen us on social as much this week, but we want to continue to get educated and we want to keep that conversation with you.
1: If you liked what AJ and I had to say today and it made you feel better, know that there's lots of us out here. And we have created a network for you guys so that we can all join in. We can have these discussions in the manner that AJ are having them with you right here. All you have to do is go to the slash network.
0: Now, could you, us, the entire Art of Charm team a big favor? Head on over to iTunes and rate this podcast and share it with your friends. The Art of Charm podcast is produced by Michael Harold and Eric Montgomery. Until next week, I'm AJ. And I'm Johnny. Have a good one. Stay safe.